Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. This is a Saturday morning coffee, <laughs> thus the serious Saturday morning voice. Their morning podcast voice is a real thing, by the way. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, if you are not following us on social media, please do so. Make sure that you uh, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm trying to make sure that we keep those things updated all the time. Uh, it's a great way to stay connected to what's going on on the show and to the things that we're talking about and the growth that we are experiencing. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so by going on Patreon and donating on Patreon or by sponsoring an episode or a show or something like that. Uh, just get a contact with me and let me know. All that contact information is at the end of the podcast. A friendly reminder that we are now on YouTube as well, so you can find uh, many of these podcasts on YouTube as and they're sound bites, but they're on YouTube, so you can go listen to them. Um, and finally, gentlemen, don't don't uh, never stop growing in grace and knowledge of the truth. Um, never stop getting closer and closer to your heavenly Father, and uh, don't don't forget to spend time in His Word. Uh, make sure that you are spending time with your heavenly Father. Podcasts like this are great. Um, you know, the, the read through my Bible in a year apps are, are awesome and they're cool. Um, but they cannot replace your one-on-one time with God. All right. You can listen to devotion on the way to work. I do too. Um, but those things cannot replace your one-on-one personal relationship with God. You personally need to be in the word and you personally need to be talking to God in prayer. Um, crazy radical prayer. Like we talked about last week. With that being said, gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope it's uplifting and encouraging for you. <laughs> I know I ramble a little bit, um, but uh, I, I would rather share the gospel message with you than take two weeks to get a message absolutely perfect. So um, enjoy what we're putting out today. Um, I pray that it's a blessing to you on your journey towards Christian manhood. Thanks for being with us today. Here we go. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world. Here, you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God has created us to be. We're glad you joined us today. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves to gird up and join us on this road towards Christian manhood. May God bless your time with us. Here we go. All right, gentlemen, we're going to start today by reading Philippians 3, verse 1. We're going to talk about righteousness, and we're going to talk about the attitudes of our hearts and minds. But first, I want to read Paul's letter to Philippians. This is chapter 3 in the good old 1989 NIV. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil and mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Jesus Christ, who put, to confident, who put no confidence in the flesh, although I myself have reasons for such confidence. If anyone else thinks that he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness... I was faultless. 
But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which through faith in which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all of this or have been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things, and on some point you will think differently, and that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with the brothers in following my example, and take note of those who live according to the pattern that we gave you. For, as I often told you before, and as I say again even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, this is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. Now, in regards to this text today, I want to make two points. The first of which is that Paul places no confidence in the flesh. And it's, a, it's an easy one to throw out there, right, and say, okay, place no confidence in the flesh. But we don't really understand what that means. Or I, I think we need to examine, do a better job of examining what exactly that means. Well, Paul says he's placing no confidence in the flesh. Um, Paul's pointing out that he used to be a fiend about following all the laws and traditions, the Mosaic law, the ceremonial law, all the extra Pharisee laws, right? Because Pharisees added a whole bunch of laws even to the traditional law. And he did it better than anybody else. He was a Hebrew of all Hebrews. Like he was sitting at the top of the Hebrew religious pyramid. There wasn't anybody who was better at being a Hebrew. There wasn't anybody who was better at being a Pharisee than Paul. He even persecuted the church. He was as zealous as they come. But Paul now considers all of that, all of those qualifications, all of that, you know, rock star Jewishness, he now considers that loss compared to the knowledge of Christ's sacrifice. He realizes that he's not, um, like he's, he's not redeemed through the law. He, he places no confidence in what he was able to do through the law. He now places his confidence in righteousness by faith. There's a fine line between the two. There's a fine line between um, self-righteousness and righteousness by faith. Righteousness by fulfilling the law. So the idea of I fulfill the law in order to go to heaven, right? I fulfill the law in order to please God. That's righteousness that results in holiness, right? I'm trying to earn holiness. I'm trying to be holy by fulfilling the law. Paul says, no, that's not me. That's not us anymore. Now that we've been redeemed by our heavenly father, we no longer have to live that way. Righteousness is now by faith. So in other words, the result of my newfound holiness, the result of the holiness that Christ has given me, is that I will work to fulfill the law. There's a fine line between the two. One is selfishness, 
One is selflessness, right? One is self-righteousness. One is righteousness by faith, okay? I will be righteous if I'm a follower of Christ. I will be righteous, but my righteousness will not be of my own creation. It's not something that I'm doing for myself. It's not something that's coming from me. I have no role in it. God made me holy, and because I have been redeemed, because I've been washed clean in Jesus' blood, now I have been made righteous, and I live according to the law. I live according to the law. And we've talked in other episodes about the purpose of the law, right? And we talked about the idea of it continually shows me that I need a Savior, reflects um, the, the evil that I do so that I understand I need a Savior and I understand I need to change my behavior. And when I change my behavior, I protect my heart and I protect my eternity. So the law serves as a guide. It serves as a curb. And I know it's not a popular term to use, but really what it does, what following the law does is it preserves my heart and my mind, keeps me righteous so that I will be able to find myself in heaven someday. Now, there's a second part of this I want to talk about as well. Paul clearly points out that he's not perfect, but he's perseverant, right? He's persevering, but he certainly is not perfect. He says in so many words, I have not yet taken hold of it. I I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. He keeps talking about how he is not perfect yet, how he cannot be as holy as he wants to be. He, he cannot completely fulfill his responsibility. He cannot completely be righteous because he's still a sinner. But Paul encourages us to live righteously. And, and if you go back a chapter in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, he says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose, right? It's not me. You got to be careful. What do you mean? Like, so he's talking about fear and trembling, right? This is not me being terrified about you know, what God's going to do to me if I don't follow the law. When he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, he's saying, be careful about staying in step with God, walking the walk, walking in paths of righteousness. Be careful about staying in step with God and following the prompting of the Spirit, doing the good things that God prepared for you to do. That's another thing Paul talks about all the time, right? The Lord has prepared in advance good works for us to do. He's laid out a path of righteousness for us to walk down. Now, the important thing to realize here is that it's not me making the decision, hey, I'm going to go do something righteous. It's not that at all. What it is, is me following the prompting of the Spirit, me listening to my Heavenly Father, me being in conversation with my Heavenly Father, and simply following directions. I'm under His authority. I take orders from Him. And when I resign myself to the Heavenly Father, when I choose to let the Heavenly Father and the Spirit guide my heart, guide my mind, and tell me what to do, I no longer have to make those decisions. I no longer have to decide what I'm going to do. I simply follow the prompting of the Spirit. And I think it's the book of Jeremiah. It might be the book of Isaiah. The Lord says, no matter whether you turn to the right or to the left, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. The Lord will always tell me what the way to walk is, right? This is, the Lord will always show me the way to go. The Lord will always show me what the right thing to do is or what he has laid out for me to do. But I need to listen. I need to have my eyes and my ears and my heart open. I need to be in tune with my Heavenly Father, walking in step with my Heavenly Father, so that the Spirit can speak to me. Paul drives us home even further in chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, where he says, 
Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction and their God is their stomach. Their glory is their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. And he's not talking about the world here. He's talking about people in the church. He's talking about men in the church. Many men in the church live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is their shame. And their mind is on earthly things. Their minds are on earthly things, right? They're worried about themselves. They serve their stomachs. So really, they work for their own comfort and pleasure. It's a me-first attitude. They're looking for their own improvement. They're looking for their own comfort. They're looking for their own righteousness. They're showing out for their friends, right? This is a pride thing. This is selfish. This serves the self. But we are citizens of heaven. We eagerly await the Savior's return. We're in tune with the heavenly things. We are in conversation with our Heavenly Father, and we follow the leading and prompting of the Spirit. So, my encouragement today is to examine your processes and motives in everything, right? Really dig down and pray on this too. Like, pray over it and pray over it and pray over it. And if you continue to pray over it, the Heavenly Father will make things clear to you, right? Um, But pray, examine. Say, am I serving my father or am I serving myself, right? I'm doing good things. I'm doing the things that I think are right. And I'm doing the things that are, you know, I, but am I serving myself or am I serving my heavenly father? And you need to really examine everything in your life and understand and determine whether you're doing these things for yourself or whether you're doing it for your father. Is this a selfish process? Like, is this, is this a selfish thing or is this a selfless thing? Am I doing this? For myself, or am I doing this without concern for myself? Okay, am I fulfilling the law because I want to be holy, or am I fulfilling the law because Christ has made me holy? Okay, and here's how you pray about that: you speak to your heavenly Father and you say, "Lord, let your refining fire come into my heart and my mind. Lord, burn away all the chaff in my life. If it's not from you, burn it up. Right." Um, Lord, work in my heart and cut away any parts of my heart that are not of you. If it does not serve you, Lord, wash it away. Lord, make sure all of the things that I do are your will for me. Um, If it does not serve you, Lord, if it serves me instead, I want you to remove that from my life. Make it clear to me. Show me where I am not serving you. And when you pray like that, I'm not saying that there's going to be a lightning bolt and you're going to hear the voice of the Lord saying, When you watch too much Netflix, you are not serving. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But things will come to the surface and they will start to, uh, they'll start to appear and you'll realize that you're not doing what you should be doing or that your motivation is off, right? That you're not really serving the Lord. Like the best example of that for me is in coaching, right? I love coaching. I love coaching football. I have a big-time dream (laughs) to be a big-time football coach someday. I think the Lord has given me the skills for it, and I want to do it. And so this summer, I went out, and I found um, as many coaching opportunities as I could, and I started applying for them and getting out there. And I was given several different opportunities to coach football. And I prayed over several of them, and one of them was really, really attracted to me. I really, really, really wanted to do it. And so I started getting involved with the program, right? And all of a sudden, things just aren't going. Like, and I'm praying this whole time. I'm saying, Lord, show me the right thing to do. And the Lord clearly laid it on my heart that this was not the right move to make. But it's what I wanted to do. So I went out and I tried to do it. And I'm not saying like my whole life fell apart. 
but I clearly wasn't in union with the Heavenly Father for, I'd say, a couple of weeks because, like, and just things weren't right. And like I said, my whole life didn't fall apart. It's not like I, you know, was stricken with some grave illness until, you know, it, it, it wasn't biblical, like, it wasn't anything crazy, you know? But things were not right. I was not in union with my Heavenly Father because He clearly told me what to do and I chose to do something else. And the day I quit the job, the day I told the the head coach over there, like, hey, I really love what you guys are doing. I really want to be involved, but it's just not it's not in the cards for this year. I prayed on it, and I'm I'm gonna have to leave you guys. The moment I did that, things started to go right again. It wasn't immediate, but as as I decommitted and as I started following the prompting of the Spirit instead of following my own desires. Things started to get back in line. Things started to line up again. My heart and my mind started getting healthier again, and things started to click, right? I was once again one with my Heavenly Father. And there are plenty of situations and plenty of things in your life that you can pray over and determine whether or not it is the right thing to do. I, I did the same thing when I wanted to join the military. There have been a couple different times where I wanted to leave teaching, leave the teaching ministry, and join the military. And my motives were good, like it's not, it's not like I was you know, running away from something. My motives were good. I wanted to do it for the right reasons. I was looking at the skill set that God has given me and saying, hey, I think I would be great, and I would have been, right? However, it's not what the Lord wanted me to do. And so when I started to pursue it, things just weren't right. Things got out of whack because the Lord told me, no, nope, I want you to teach. I want you to do this faithfully. And I said, well, Lord, but this is what I want to do. And I started doing something else, and things weren't right. Things got out of whack. I could, like, you can tell that you're not humming along the way you should be. You're not following the will of the Father. You're not fulfilling um, His will for your life. He's, you're not doing the good things that He has prepared in advance for you to do. Pray on it. Listen to your Heavenly Father. Let Him show you what He wants you to do. Let Him show you the paths of righteousness upon which He wants you to walk. And then go do what the Lord lead you to do. Okay? Go do what the Lord leads you to do. Gentlemen, I love you. God bless you. Be righteous because you've been made holy. Don't be righteous in order to be holy. God's blessings. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.